All right, We Got a Memo podcast is back after, what did we just say, four and a half months of just dropping the ball. Super Bowl happened, free agency opened, and then boom, We Got a Memo podcast just dropped the ball. We can't blame it on Corona. Um, but, you know, we're back. It's going to be season three. Season three. Year, or I don't, I don't even know. We'll say season. It hasn't year even three. been... We'll just say year three. Year three, even though it hasn't been three years of doing the podcast. Um, vo- let, let's say like volume three. How about that? Volume three. So it's not like a season. It's just like volume three. We're going to start new. Um, we're going to start back up again, trying to be consistent like we were at least once a week with at least two of us and if needed, one of us. But it's strange times in sports. Coronavirus is going on. NBA was postponed, NHL was postponed, MLB was postponed, the draft was all virtual, and, but, you know, things are starting to come back. We got golf is already happening, the NBA is scheduled to come back next month, baseball schedules come back next month. Not sure if hockey has a set date, Roland, do you know? No, I'll look it up, but, um, stuff is... Okay. They're not their draft. They just they just did the draft lottery, and it basically universally angered everybody. Let's see. I'm still fully understanding because I didn't really bother to research it. Yeah, it's it's a weird schedule. They, they would know. Yeah, I know. I can give like the general gist of why everybody's upset. Okay, well, I don't know when it'll start, but it is scheduled to come back soon with the playoffs, with the revised schedule. But instead of talking through like everything that's been going on, because it's been so long since we did a podcast and since coronavirus is happening and sports is not business as usual, and it's kind of late, it's past 10 o'clock on the East Coast, Roland is on the West Coast, which is why we are doing this so late, but we're just going to pick one thing in sports each um to talk about to bring up and that'll be starting of volume three so roland oh, I don't want to start. you don't want to start john do you want to start go yeah sure okay so i think um as european soccer comes back there's a lot of things to look forward to Starting with um, the leagues that are back, such as La Liga, the Spanish League, the English Premier League. There's going to be an MLS tournament in July, but the main area of concern is the Premier League top four title race. Pretty much locking in Manchester City for second, Leicester may be in third, Chelsea may grab the third spot, but between Leicester, Manchester United, Chelsea, um, Sheffield United, Wolves... Regrettably, Tottenham Hotspur is not fighting for a Champions League berth, but all the places for your European competition are up in the air, which is an exciting race, exciting time to get back into it. I think when you compare broadcasts, NBC is just getting back into the swing of things with artificial crowd noise. Christian Pulisic, I think, is just really tearing it up and is proving himself to be one of the elite wingers in the Premier League. He's, the important thing to look at is his 
expected goals and assists throughout the season from open play. And that's about 0.65 for every 90 minutes. So you can expect when he's playing that there are going to be goals and that there are going to be assists. That's only behind top elite talents like Sergio Aguero, Gabriel Jesus, Raheem Sterling, Sadio Mane. And so a cut above really talented players like Mesut Ozil, um, unfortunately any of the Tottenham players, hopefully Gary King gets back. So if you want, you know, the bright spot of the United States men's national team, you can look to Christian Pulisic. Looking beyond that to American players in Europe, you've got the Bundesliga to become a fan of. I know somebody who their main soccer team is just the U.S. men's national team and follows their players across different leagues. So you've got Tyler Adams at, Red, at RB Leipzig, Weston McKinney, who is the sole bright spot for a struggling Schalke. And then you've got Gio Reyna, a 17-year-old at Borussia Dortmund, tearing it up. And so, at least for me, I'm going to be watching Gio Reyna closely. I think he's going to play a pivotal number 10 in the U.S. men's team. Number 10 is a creative attacking player, so Christian Pulisic can stay out wide. He won't have to come in as much. And he'll kind of be able to do his thing with Gio Reyna, confident on the ball, not going to give it up, going to create a pass, going to create a goal-scoring opportunity out of nothing. So check him out. Check out his highlights. And one thing that's really exciting for me, I'm on the bandwagon. 17 or 16-year-old, I think he's 16. Conrad De La Fuente just signed a con- a contract extension with Barcelona. Wow. So he is in their youth system playing for their B team. And so when he gets to the A team, he his buyout clause jumps to $100 million. Oof. So hopefully in the next few years, we're going to be able to see an American who has played for the men's youth national team as a starter or super sub for Barcelona, which is really exciting. That's crazy. I had a question. I had a few things I wanted to touch on. You said, like, Man City would be two. Who would be one? Liverpool. They have secured the Oh, that's right. Okay, I did see that. Okay. Um, Um... Go ahead. When did that happen? Last because week. I just noticed it before, like going on this. I like looked up, up up to like see where where those games were, and then I was like, "Wait, Liverpool's champions!" Dang it, man! I texted you the day that it happened. He did. He did. <laughs> it happened like um a week ago, maybe less, five days ago. I remember it because it was all over like social media. Especially because like LeBron's like a minority order minority owner of Liverpool, so it was like kind of big. That's why. Um, the second thing I wanted to bring up was I think I might have to become a Chelsea fan because of the fact of Christian Pulisic. Like that's the only reason. Like, it's okay. If if like if he leaves, I'm not a Chelsea fan anymore. So like I'm not gonna buy like his jersey on Chelsea. It's strictly a Pulisic uh, fandom. Um, there's that one highlight where uh, he just like 
got the ball at like midfield and then just juked a guy and just blew past him and scored. It was, it was crazy. He's so fast. Um, that was the Manchester City game. Yeah. Yeah, you just um, Yeah, Dude, Michael, you should be a men's national team fan as your primary, and then so that way you can kind of just okay. watch okay. I'll do that. wherever those players are. I'll do that because I like Pulisic, obviously, and then I'm a big fan of uh, Josh Sargent. Yeah, I think he. I think he's I think nasty. They secured a, I'm pretty sure they secured a playoff spot to stay in the Bundesliga because they've been doing so poorly. And in the German Bundesliga, you have a relegation playoff battle. Okay. Um, okay, the last thing I was, when you say that guy would be a number 10, and yeah. that would be his jersey number, right? Because I always thought, like, I didn't realize that mm-hmm. soccer players' number is their position. Is that right? Not exactly. Not all the time. Uh Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So Harry Kane, yep. on Tottenham, is number 10. But he is their main forward. So he plays in the number 9 position. Okay. But isn't he a 9 on England? Like when he plays for England's national no, team? I don't know his national team number. Okay, so what about like Messi? Messi's 10, right? Yeah. Does he play the 10 spot? In this current Barcelona system, he is their primary playmaker. Okay. He's their only playmaker. But Ronaldo, right, he wanted to be, when he went to Manchester United, he wanted to be nine, you know, but that was already in use. So Sir Alex Ferguson, their coach at the time, was like, well, why don't you take number seven? Um, and so then he became CR7. Right. And that went with him. Or that wasn't Sir Alex Ferguson. That was at Real Madrid. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but isn't he? He's nine on Juventus, isn't he? No, he's seven. Is he? Okay. I, okay. People gave him. People gave up their numbers so that he could have seven. Makes sense. Like, wouldn't you? Uh, like. Oh yeah. But like, uh, like how Chris Godwin gave Tom Brady twelve on the Patriots, right? Yeah, that's what I mentioned. So yeah, so not exactly. So number ten is defined as the creative playmaker role on okay. a soccer team. And so Gio Reyna, whatever his shirt jersey number, kit number would be, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to line up in, into that. So I don't have cable, but I'm going to find games somehow. What time do they start? Like, don't they start on, like, Friday, like, Saturday morning or something? Yeah, I think you've got to... Well, in coronavirus world, they're playing straight through. Like, their game's tomorrow, their game's Wednesday, Thursday. Typically, so I think, you know, when it comes back in August, in a, August or September in a standard season, uh, Roland will get a Snapchat from me promptly at 7 a.m. I'll rise for Premier League mornings at 7 or 7.30. Okay, cool. Text me, too, because I'll tr- if I can find a site, like, whether it's, like, a Reddit stream or something... I think I think is free, isn't it? I used to be able to watch, like, I used to watch all the hockey games on NBCSN. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually they play Saturdays, Sundays. Sometimes there's a Friday afternoon game at about 3 o'clock Eastern. And sometimes uh, they play, like, 
Wednesday and Monday games around like holidays and stuff. Um, or if they come back from an international break, um, they'll, they'll have kind of weird schedules. You could also just download the respective apps and then have the, uh, just favorite the teams that you want to follow. So like Chelsea or Wander Bremen, um, you know, you can do it through the Bundesliga app or through the Premier League app. The only problem with the Bundesliga app is that if you have a team's notifications on for like goals and stuff, you will always get the notifications about 30 seconds before it all happens. So I'll find out that someone gets a red card and then look up to the TV and then literally see it play out. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of neat if you're like not paying attention and you like want to see it, but it also kind of sucks when you're watching your team fall apart. Right. (laughs) Which my team does often. So (laughs) I'll figure it out. I will figure it out. Cause the next, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I wonder, cause there's this Brighton Man U game tomorrow, right? I think. Yeah, maybe you do need a cable. I'll figure it out. I have my ways, Roland. I'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Premier League streams on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. That's how <laughs> I've watched. That's how I've watched Bill Bills games at college because they weren't on TV and. How I watched whatever basketball game I want when they were going on, and I watched uh, the Charles Schwab Classic through that a couple weeks ago. So it's a lifesaver. I just have a hard time finding good links, especially for like UFC tournaments. Yeah, UFC ones are tough, but I was able to find one for like uh, McGregor Cowboy and Tyson Fury and Wilder. I was able to find them. Yeah. All right, uh, Roland. Do you want to go next, or? Um. Yeah, I guess so. I don't really. Uh, yeah. So I mean, um, I kind of been trying to like, like focus on putting together stuff for the Navy. So I haven't really, I haven't been on social media or anything. So that's why I guess I didn't know that Liverpool had won the mm-hmm. title. Um, <laughs> because I couldn't watch the game either, so I guess that would have been decided then. But anyway, um, I found out uh, yesterday, I think a little bit before you guys texted us, it came up as a notification on my break, um, that Cam Newton is now a New England Patriot. How does that feel coming out of your mouth? It's a little weird. Like... I have very mixed feelings on Cam Newton. Um, on one hand, it's like, you know, he, I believe he was the rookie of the year. He was an NF, the NFL MVP. He literally led to the Panthers to a, like a, what was it, like a 15-2 and two season. And then they lost to Peyton Manning and the Broncos in the Super Bowl. But like, and that was only like four years ago. You know, mm-hmm. so like I think that like talent-wise, he's he's a great player. Um, 
but he's also got like he gets I don't know like I guess like moody I guess would be the word I would use to describe it you know when 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 his team's losing and like things are tough like it's it's pretty bad but like when things are good it's good uh like when things are good it's great but when things are bad it's kind of makes it worse um so like i don't know in terms of that like and and who knows like how that'll play out in terms of you know fitting in with the patriots and the way that they kind of everybody like you know talks about how it's it's such like a like a rigid system and the patriot way you know um, where it's all about, you know, you're a team player and, and whatever, and no, nothing matters. Like the individual isn't, isn't valued. It's the team or like the togetherness that, you know, is, is what's valued or whatever. Um, so like that, I mean, it could go both ways. It could go either way. I mean, he, he either buys into the Patriot way um, you know, he can do really well with the Patriots. Um, and also it could, I could see it end up not working out at all. Um, another thing is, I mean, he's had a lot of health issues over, over his career. Um, so you know, that's another thing that, I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, like, in theory, it, it's not a bad fit. Uh, and, you know, it's nice that he's, he's a little bit more mobile, so he can give a little bit more time maybe to, to get the receivers open. Because that, that's honestly my bigger concern was, is like, where we are in terms of receivers versus quarterbacks. Uh, because honestly, like, I think Jared Stidham's going to surprise some people if he plays it, if he even plays this year, or, you know, that's the other thing is he might even, you know, I don't know who's going to start week one. Uh, I would guess Cam Newton only because they signed him, but. At the same time, it's like this whole time I've been thinking, okay, I guess Bill Belichick and all them are ready to roll with Jared Stidham week one, like, because they're not drafting a quarterback, they're not, you know, signing any of these, like, veteran quarterbacks that are open and on the market. Like, I guess they feel pretty good about, like, what they've got here. So, um, and now that they have, it's like, you know, maybe there's something that they don't really like about Jared Stidham and they want him to sit for a little bit longer or something like that. Or, like, I, yeah, so I don't really know, like, what direction they're really going with all this. So, um, or what the, what the, what the vibe is, I guess, over there at one Patriot place. Um, so, but personally, I thought, I thought Jared Stidham, you know, I thought 
if he if he plays, I think people are really underestimating. Like they're talking about having like a seven and nine season, or at best eight and eight. And it's like, yeah, our schedule's tough, but also like uh, you know, we've got a really strong defense. Uh, we've got a great O line. Um, the the only real issue was uh, the receivers and how they just couldn't get open quick enough. Uh, you know, for for Brady to be able to get get the ball to him, um, and like they, yeah, they just weren't able to create that separation. Um, and so I mean, you know, with a younger quarterback. He's also going to probably be a little bit more mobile. Like he would also be able to to buy some more time. Um, not that you know Brady isn't able to do that. He's, that's definitely one of the parts of his game that he's really improved on the past couple seasons is being able to move around in the pocket and outside of the pocket to try and buy his receivers time, but it just wasn't really working this season so um yeah i think it'll be interesting still wish we had a little bit more in the receiver department um especially since there's a zero percent chance we're ever going to get Gronk back now um but i think it it could be interesting it's almost it almost reminds me of when antonio brown signed just because Cam's kind of got that diva-like personality like Antonio Brown does. Um, and it's one of those things that you're almost like, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. But uh, I think he's got I think he's got a better shot at lasting on the Patriots than Antonio Brown did. John, so. did, you, did you have any impressions on the signing when you heard about it? Um, I think from my uh, peripheral knowledge of the NFL, of the inside of the inside of the NFL, I think when I think about Cam Newton, his career, uh, injuries being counted out last year, you know, I feel like the quarterback situation in Carolina wasn't clear. Um, I think him and both, him and Belichick both have a point to prove and are out to like prove that they can Belichick can win without Brady and Cam that he's still got that talent in there and so I think it'll be an exciting uh, exciting times in Foxborough <laughs> yeah so the contract is an incentive laden contract that can pay him up to 7.5 million dollars and some people are a lot of people are saying he's underpaid but i don't think they realize how little cap room the patriots had that's what i was gonna say it's it's, yeah it's not a whole lot but no they did i think they have like i think they have like less than like less than three million left i think like, I could be wrong, but it's not a lot. Um, and I think you guys mentioned it. The biggest thing, in my opinion, will be can he stay healthy? 
and how how the offense will change because like Cam Newton's got a big arm and that didn't the Patriots didn't really do that last year. Like I don't know if that's the offense McDaniel designed for Brady or if that's the offense he wants to run. Um, but then if that if they do want to cater to Cam's, so there are two options, right? Like either Cam changes or the Patriots' offense changes. Do you? I don't know if they have the receivers to cater to Cam's big arm, and I don't know if Cam. You know, I don't know if Cam can execute like Tom Brady could. Obviously, probably not to the same level, but like, can he perform 75%, 80% of what Tom Brady could do in that offense? Um, and then also just being like a football fan, a Bills fan, so I pay attention to what the Patriots do, right? They lost, like Dante Scarnecchia retired, their O-line coach. Um their defense is still strong, but you did lose key players like Kyle Vinoy and that was the biggest one I remember. But but what, what, what I'm trying to say is I don't think they were just a quarterback away, but by no means am I going to count out Bill Belichick, right? Like I'm still like I, th- I think the Bills will split with the Patriots, they'll both win their home games, especially if Cam's playing in New England. I think the Patriots will be tougher at home, but I think uh, I think you kind of nailed it, Roland, when you said Cam's kind of a diva, and if, if things aren't going well in his head, it could be really bad. Um, and I do agree. I do agree with your take on Jared Stidham. I He was a highly a high prospect coming out of high school. He was big at Baylor. He was big at Auburn. Um, I thought he was really good in college, so I, I I did think Jared Stidham was good, but we'll just I guess we'll just have to wait and see how everything checks out. The only thing is, I in my head I know there are highlights of Cam Newton destroying people like in college and NFL, but the last thing I saw was against Tampa Bay like week two, and he just looked bad. Like he he could not throw the ball, and I know he was injured, but he just didn't look good. So. Um, a lot of people, my biggest thing is like people are like, oh, the Patriots are Super Bowl contenders now. I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I, I would also disagree. I think this gives them, I think, so based off of what a lot of people have been saying, like seven and nine, eight and eight type seasons that they had projected, I think it gives us another solid like win and a half. Um, if Cam Newton is starting, or even if they're splitting their starts, or something like that, um, you know, whereas, like, as in Cam Newton starts a couple games, Jared Stidham starts a couple games, or even, like, you know, one of the other two is, like, coming in to relieve um, because we're down or something, and, like, why not? Um, so, uh, I think that that adds, like, like about a game and a half and so what I think it, it makes us is I think it, it definitely solidifies the two contenders in the AFC East to be the Bills and the Patriots I think the Dolphins and the Jets are still too far away um, and uh, they're playoff contenders I wouldn't say Super Bowl contenders just because they signed camp but 
definitely, I, w- I would say the dynasty isn't over yet. Yeah. Uh, I I will say though this I think the the biggest thing is the one year portion of it because if you look at like the history of the Patriots and what they've done in the past it's like they are all about those compensatory picks right and so like I don't know if you saw but the punishment the Patriots got for the Bengals recording right they lost a third round pick but if you ask me, I think they're going to get a compensatory third-round pick because they lost Tom Brady, they lost Vinoy, they lost all these other players, so they're just going to recoup that back. And if Cam does well enough this year and they let and he signs somewhere else, like you don't think that's going to get them another comp pick? So that's, that's what I think the biggest thing is. Bill's kind of just like, all right, let's see if he's got something for a year and, you know, we still got Stidham. Maybe he can, like, sit by another guy, take some more reps in practice, but then, you know, Cam will go somewhere else or he'll just be gone, and then you get a comp pick back. That, and that's where I think the the big move for Belichick is. Yeah. All right. Um, the big thing that I've been following is I don't know. I don't – do you guys, like, follow golf at all? Man. Okay, so I've been yeah, getting... Yeah, really, just the Masters. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's how I used to be, but I've been getting more and more into it. I'm playing a little more, and the big thing for me, besides, like, the NBA coming back because I'm pumped and, you know, seeing just stuff on football, everything going on, the draft was huge. We should probably talk about the draft one day. I know it was two months ago... And that was really it was a good draft. It was all online and I thought I thought the Bills had a good draft. I thought there were some big surprises. Um but for me it's been golf. And the the big thing now is that there's this I don't know if he's new, but he's in new in my opinion, he's kinda new and up and coming, but Brian DeChambeau, I think is his name. But he has been driving balls like four hundred yards. Um, and like, if you don't know that in context, like that's far, like for a drive, that's pretty far. And like ball speed is like 187 off the tee. He's just crushing balls. And it's crazy. Like there are the group ahead of him is like still on the green when he's driving and he's almost approaching the green. So it's just, it's crazy. All these new guys coming up because Tiger's like 40 Phil Mickelson's 50 but so like the new wave the new guys are stepping up and he's just crushing it right now straight on the fair he's hitting good shots but obviously not as interesting as what you guys had to talk about but um I think the biggest thing is if corona hadn't happened like we'd be I don't know if we would be preparing for or if the olympics would have started by now Oh, not yet. Not yet? I think it would have happened in July. Is Okay. I don't know when it started, but, like, it'd be soon. Like, the Olympics would be happening in Tokyo. I love the Olympics. I love watching them. Um, you you can bet your bet that I would be so tired during, during this time because I would just be, like, staying up or waking up early to watch, like, the swimming, especially the track and everything. So that's the biggest thing that they were just delayed one year, right? For now, they're just delayed till 2021. Okay. But yeah. 
Olympics gone. Sad. Hopefully they come back. Hopefully this this virus gets under control. But uh, I guess we'll see like how all these national sports do. Have you guys like in the Premier League or in the international soccer have like has there been any concern of or, or like rising cases amongst players to your knowledge so the premier league released uh, their testing data out of all of the players only one person tested positive in their last round of testing okay okay i feel like i feel like it's just in the u.s where cases are like coming back up again so like to say you know like <laughs> to say like international sports is doing well doesn't mean um american sports and athletes are doing okay um yeah and i think it's you know important to note and compare to see right how you know, the nfl is certainly looking at all these other leagues right. and seeing what they'll what they're going to anticipate for coming back because i read something on social media is like 16 out of 300 players tested positive like nba players tested positive and it doesn't sound like a lot like 16 people but it's it's like five percent of the population in orlando so it's definitely gonna be a thing especially like can you imagine if like you're playing like the nfl starts and then like what if tom brady and patrick mahomes get coronavirus right like what are they gonna do so this will definitely be a good test to see what's going on. But I, I know the consumers are itching for it. I know the league... TV, TV12 already has a supplement for that. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. <laughs> you know Tom Brady's already in here. Yeah, he, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Make out his kids. <laughs> ooh, but, um... What's <laughs> But the money, like the the league, the league want the leagues want the games back just because there's like so much money. So. Oh yeah. I forgot. I saw a stat on how much money MLB is losing by doing this like shortened season. It was like a staggering number because you think about all the money that they make from tickets because yep. they're playing in empty stadiums. Um, None of the merchandising, because, again, you don't have the team stores open. Right. You know, it's all just going to be online stuff. And then they're also only paying 60 games, but all the players want to be paid for a full season. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was, I mean, hemorrhaging. Yeah. And all the uh, TV rights. Yeah. TV So, we'll see. But, uh... We Got a Memo Podcast, back volume three. Let us know if there's any topic you want to hear about, you want our take on, you just want to bring our attention to. We will do it. Reach out. Thank you for listening, and we will be back. We promise, and it will not be a four-month gap. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back again later.